You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Welcome back to Thrive. Have you ever dropped your toast on the floor? If it lands butter side down, it's a major bummer, maybe even a damper to your whole day. But if it lands butter side up, it's going to be goodness ahead, right? Today's episode of Thrive is a great conversation with positivity expert Jane Enright, who knows firsthand how sucky life can be. In the span of the same year, she herself suffered a major brain injury that caused her to lose her business and temporarily lose her memory and speech. Her partner suffered a bad car accident, and cancer took her best friend of 40 years. Beyond that, she's had three miscarriages and really has just been dealt a lot. But she's here with an inspiring perspective to help you turn your own butter-side-down moments into what can still be a super awesome life. We talk about the idea of toxic positivity, what it is and what it is not, as well as her specific strategy to get through those OMG moments that change your whole life. Be sure to stay tuned through this episode, drop us your thoughts on social media, and without further ado, welcome Jane. Thank you so much, Erica. It's a pleasure to be here. I am so happy you're here. I know you describe yourself as... Um, an ordinary person who has survived some extraordinary things, which really hits the nail on the head. So I'm excited to really just jump into the deep end together and and talk about all of this in depth. You wrote a book called Butterside Up, How I Survived My Most Terrible Year and Created My Super Awesome Life, which like, yeah. come on, what, a, what an incredible title. Um, but really, it stemmed from you had three totally life-altering, totally terrible things happened to you in the span of 12 months. So let's just go there right now and tell us who you are and why you're here and what happened. Okay. Well, it's a pleasure to be here and thanks so much for having me. Uh, Yeah. I like to say I'm a walking, talking infomercial for sudden, rapid, unplanned change. And I truly am an ordinary person that has survived extraordinary things like many, except my, you know, things happen in threes and my three things happened in the span of 12 months. The first thing was a a life altering head injury. I got hit in the head with a volleyball, you know, not just a little tap, but a poof, like a, a, a giant hit to the head and suffered some deficits as a result. I was like Dorian finding Nemo. I had short term memory loss. I um, had problems with speech. I lost part of my hearing. I had to work with a speech pathologist for um, eight months to a year to get back on track. And um, just as I was, you know, coming out of that, uh, my partner um, at the time, my my fiance, um, he had his own traumatic injury as well. He had a, a car accident and uh, a sudden fall. And he had his own catastrophic brain injury, which resulted in a fractured skull and severe bleed to the brain and a 76 day hospital stay. Now you can imagine with something like that, it's, you know, it's just not business as usual. Things changed and things changed rapidly for the two of us. And he needed a lot of care that I couldn't provide. So just as he was being discharged out of the hospital, um, as I said, things happen in threes, um, unfortunately, 
uh, my best friend of 40 years got diagnosed uh, with cancer, stage four terminal cancer diagnosis. She went into an emergency room and came out with, a, with abdominal pain and came out with a terminal diagnosis. And she said, Jane, I, I need help. And uh, would you help me? And I did. And um, unfortunately, you know, she, she didn't have much longer and she only passed away three weeks later. So I spent over a hundred days in hospitals helping people I loved, um, you know, navigate a lot of sudden rapid unplanned change, including myself. So yes, I, I, that's where my journey started is, is having, you know, all these unexpected things happen. But as I like to say for things, you know, uh, things that end in a, in a T, you know, four letters with ending in a T happen to everyone. It's how you handle it that matters. So I'm talking to you very calmly about this right now, Erica, but it's because I've done a lot of work processing it. And I also learned some tips and tricks along the way to help me, you know, navigate change because we don't have a textbook. I mean, life is, life is not a textbook. Absolutely. <laughs> Although it'd be easier now. if it had it sometimes, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I know. Well, I can relate to you on that as well since our daughter was in the NICU for 73 days. So wow. I, I can empathize with those in the moment feelings of desperation and just despondency when you are, you know, day 60, day 70, and there's just really no end in sight. Mm -hmm. And it just drains you. So can you kind of set us up to, so that we can hear your perspective and really get to understand this, what that felt like in the moment for you? Because now it's so, it's so easy on the other side, especially once time has healed some wounds and you've done the work, like you said, and processed so much, it can, it can start to feel so distant in a way and it's hard. So bring us back if you can to like what those emotions really were for you and just how hard that really was it was and and thanks for the opportunity to do that because i'm sure you know going through a pandemic now uh, as as all of us are uh never on such a global scale have we all been at the same time going through such rapid unplanned change and that's what i experienced so that feeling of being overwhelmed those feelings of oh my gosh oh my god what's next what's going to happen now you know like you know i kept getting hit i felt like a batter in a batter's cage, just, you know, whapping balls and trying to, you know, not only survive myself, but help the other people in my life, you know, move forward, not backward. So uh, in my former life, before I got hit and had, uh, had my catastrophic in injury, I was a strategic planner. So I spent a lot of time helping businesses navigate uh, change and look, helping them look at things from the outside in rather than the inside out. And the first step for me really uh, in this journey was acceptance, accepting that things had happened, that things were different. And when I say acceptance, um, I don't mean I was happy about it. It wasn't like I was saying, oh, well, this happened and here we go. No, no, no. I was just like, holy shoot. You know what? I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know what the next five minutes is going to bring, but this has happened and I need to look forward, not backward. And acceptance is is really the first step towards navigating uh, rapid any kind of rapid unexpected change or any kind of change for that matter because acceptance keeps you out of resistance and denial and it moves you forward and helps you uh, move towards a more flexible mindset so you can get out of that you know woulda coulda shoulda right like if only this had happened or what if i'd done this or you know that sort of thing um so 
So that's why I talk about in Butter Side Up is rapid unplanned change can happen to anyone, but acceptance is really the first step towards navigating it. Um, the second thing that really helped me, and, and by the way, I wasn't in my head as I'm going through this, I wasn't saying, oh, well, now I have to think outside in. <laughs> you, know, you know, this is what I, I, I reflected on after. But those feelings of being overwhelmed, I really, and again, I talk about it in the book. So when the doctors were telling me all this horrible stuff that was probably going to happen, you know, to my partner and, and the things that he was going to have to navigate, I looked at it from the outside in rather than the inside out. And I said to myself, okay, what are the strengths? What are the challenges? What are the opportunities here? What are the threats, you know? And, and really did a scan. And so that's what, I, that's what really kept me going through those 76 days is is the outside in thinking looking at the situation as an observer rather than as 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 being in the 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 situation and michael singer talks about this in the untethered soul i don't know whether you've ever read that book mm -mm. fabulous book i'd recommend it to anyone and it really take it's big picture thinking and it keeps you out of the weeds you know um and allows you to find clarity of thought when you need to as I'm sure you had to when your daughter was in the hospital, sometimes you have to make some decisions and you're not really sure whether it's gonna work out. And it helps you evaluate, it helps you advocate for yourself and helps you advocate for others. So um, acceptance and then that outside in thinking helped me you know, keep out of the weeds, keep out of the you know, overthinking, you know, cause we can really, um, our minds can, can play tricks on us because we tend to navigate to the negative rather than the positive. So that was the second thing. So when we're saying, oh my gosh, or oh my God, we're asking for help, right? We're, at, we're saying, what's next? What am I going to do next? So um, acceptance and, and the O for me is the outside thinking, but the M was really mindfulness. Now it's interesting because we spend a lot of time and money on mindfulness. You know, we go to retreats and we read books and you know, we, you know, we look for that magic bullet but we don't really understand why we're trying to be mindful. And so a lot, what a lot of people uh, don't understand too is that mindfulness is a great tool to help you navigate change because mindfulness helps you stay in the present. It, it, it keeps you out of depression, that sadness about the past, that's the woulda, coulda, shoulda, and anxiety about the future and what's gonna happen next. So again, I didn't like you, I didn't know whether my partner was going to recover. I didn't know how far I was going to recover. I didn't know what was going to come next with my friend. It, I just knew there wasn't a lot of time. And I knew I had to make some decisions to help all of us move forward, not backwards. So I like to say outside in thinking helps you plan the route, but mindfulness supports the journey. So you can really, you know, move again more positive mindset. And again, you know, your listeners that are listening now, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And I always say, put up your hand if you don't know what the next five minutes is gonna bring. That was my life for 12 months. So I, you know, I don't have a PhD, but I have a DPE, a doctorate of personal experience. And I've just, <laughs> I've just been through a lot of unusual things. So those were things, you know, that, that were helping me along. But, but the final thing, you know, I've always been such a positive person, uh, always. But the, the other thing that really 
uh, kept me going was practicing gratitude every day and being thankful for those, you know, those, those things that were happening. Um, like I was still, you know, I was still healthy and I could help the people I loved. My partner was breathing. He wasn't on, a, he, you know, he didn't, he wasn't on a ventilator. Um, he was making progress. Um, and gratitude is really what, what got me through those final days with my friend, because I got the call that nobody wants to get, but I was so honored that my friend would want me to help her share her final days. And I was very grateful for that. And I didn't know why this was happening. I, you know, wh why was it happening now? Why, why, why was I being, you know, thrown, you know, with all these curveballs out of left field? But that's really what saved me in the end was being grateful for 40 years of friendship. That's longer than most marriages, right? Mm -hmm. And all the lovely times that we shared and being asked to share her final moments with her and help her on her journey. So those were, I always say life is not a textbook. I talk about it in the book, but I talk about my OMG. I talk about uh, practicing gratitude and, and really now, especially during uncertain times, because it, it doesn't protect you from negativity, but studies have shown that gratitude can really help you um, stay in a more positive uh, mindset, but it also helps you become more resilient to change as you're going through it as you're going through it. So, yeah. so that's a little bit about what I was thinking. I hope I met the mark there. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I think gratitude too also just helps you regain your perspective because I yeah. know, I'm, I'm sure you can relate to this as well, but it's like when you're in the midst of something that feels like a never ending shitstorm for lack yes. of a better word, yes. it can really be hard to, to find the good. Like it, it can, can really just feel like everything is bad to the yes. point where we mentally snowball into a point of thinking or even believing that life is bad or that mm -hmm. our life is bad. And it starts to have this, instead of just this thing that happened was bad, it now becomes everything is bad. Yes. And you lose sight of so much more in that process. And you honestly grieve so much more than you might have had to just because you're failing to notice the small good things, of course, they might not be nearly to the scale of how big the bad things are, but it mm -hmm. still at least helps you maintain some sense of perspective of like, okay, even though this really horrible thing is happening, it's not going to be forever. Maybe exactly. it is, but it's that doesn't mean that life is going to be bad forever. It doesn't mean that life as a whole is bad. It's yeah. still, it just sheds some light on the good that is still there amidst everything else that's going on that's not great. Exactly. You know what? Well said. And that's what I love the, uh, I love the premise of Thrive, your podcast. Um, because that's what Butterside Up is all about. You know, the tumbling toast theory. As a society, we do have a tendency to think of life more negatively than positively. We, you know, if your toast drops, you know, that's the prologue in the book. If your toast drops on the floor and it lands Butterside down, full of icky stuff that you don't want, it's like, oh, that's it. You know, my day's ruined, right? But if it lands Butterside Up, it's going to be a good day. So it's all about taking the things in life and learning how to successfully navigate change uh, because like really life is change you know it is a series of changes especially now 
and and looking at it in a different way so you can take some lemons and make lemonade and again i wanted to not only tell readers what happened to me but show them that there can be joy and happiness after after uh, unplanned unexpected events i mean there's two kinds of change there's planned and unplanned planned change is really a uh, a conscious decision like getting your driver's license or I'm going to have children or you know I'm going to lay off the pizza and bulk up on the kale salads. Unplanned change is a consequence or a circumstance like a pandemic or maybe an illness or a divorce or you know some unexpected thing that crops up but you know what you I mean the book I I would never have written a book I didn't sit down and say oh gosh you know what one day I'm going to write a book you know and I'm going to write a book about unplanned change. I don't think that ever would have happened if mm -hmm. all of these things hadn't happened to me. So sometimes out of something bad, something good can come. And you're right, practicing gratitude can help you illuminate the path and show you and give you a little bit of hope that, okay, maybe everything's not so bad here. Maybe there, there can be you know, things. And then moving forward, not backward, into that plan change after all the trauma and drama. Your past is just a chapter, not the whole book. Mm -hmm. Where do you think the intersection is or what, how people can kind of navigate when planned change becomes unplanned? Like if you mentioned, I know you mentioned having children as a planned change. And mm -hmm. I have so many girlfriends who are going through this right now where they want so desperately to be a mom, are doing everything in their, in their human power to plan a pregnancy and then they receive the heartbreaking news of infertility or that there's something wrong or it's, mm -hmm. it's just not happening, which mm -hmm. is then such an unplanned wrench in the game. So yes. what advice do you have for kind of navigating that where you're in the headspace for a plan change mm -hmm. and you're like thinking you're ready for that, but then something else happens that totally is a wrench in the game. And now you're like, mm -hmm. whoa, I don't even know which way is up, let alone how I feel about any of the changes that are in my path. Mm -hmm. Throw, throws you a curveball. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, you know, I don't talk about that in the book, but I struggled with some of those things too. I had some miscarriages um, before I, I had two lovely, lovely, healthy sons. And so I can understand what that feels like, you know, to not have it work out the way you thought. Um, I think for, for me, um, really having faith that things, for, for whatever reason, things happen for a reason. And sometimes nice things don't happen, but they happen. And trying to, you know, think about it in a sense that I don't know, you know, we don't have to know why, we don't have to know how, but just trying to say, you know what, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get through this. I'm gonna find support because you do need support. First of all, anyone that's going through tough times needs a support system. So talking with other people and you know what? It's not just you. First, you're not alone. You're not alone. Second of all, um, it, is, it, it is a very stressful time and taking care of yourself is what's most important and doing things that are good for you. Now, people, people talk about self-love. I think that's a very overused term, but um, doing, first of all, taking care of yourself and getting yourself into a space where you're supported and you can, you can go through that process, but the acceptance part, you know, this has happened. I don't know why it's happened, but I'm gonna move forward. I know something's gonna work out. 
That might be you will have a child someday, or it might be that you're going to adopt. It might, it might be that you're not going to have children and you might find something else in your life that's more fulfilling. It might be that you have, develop a wonderful career as a teacher. I don't know. There's different scenarios that can happen in our lives. But the acceptance part and also having faith that things can get better, I think that's very important. And um, not, the, not the, the toxic positivity stuff, like everything's wonderful, happy, because first of all, it's okay to not be okay. Um, but it's also understanding that, I mean, I'm, again, I'm a perfect example. Um, and I, again, I, I can't believe I'm sharing this, but you're asking me, I had three miscarriages before I had two beautiful, healthy boys. So, and, and it was, it was hard. It was very traumatic for me, but again, everything worked out in the end. Now, is everybody's life going to be the same as mine? No, but I, you know, just believing that somehow, some way things are going to work out as they should mm -hmm. and getting the help that you need and taking care of yourself in that space, surrounding yourself with, with people that will help you, you know, move forward, not backward is very, very important. And your OMG, that outside in you know, thinking about things, that mindfulness, that gratitude. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that phrase because that's, especially since you're now called a positivity expert, I feel like you're probably the expert to talk about this as well. What do you think about that phrase, toxic positivity? Like I want to unpack that for a second because I hear that <laughs> so much and it has such a negative connotation to it. And I feel like it works a lot to try to diminish a lot of positivity. So can you kind of break down what does that mean to you? What does that look like? And then how is everything that you talk about and teach and share not that? <laughs> yeah, no, great question. I, I mean, I think in terms of, uh, first of all, talks, it's, it's, it's like a double entendre, toxic and positively, like they're two totally ends of the, ends mm -hmm. of the spectrum. Well, I mean, I've always, I've always heard it used yeah. in the terms of, in terms of people who think that someone is just pushing this right. unrealistic, positive, everything's coming up roses, ha ha ha, pun intended, since that's right. my blog name, but yeah. that's, that, that it's really just this everything is sunshiny perspective that negates the hardships of reality and where it's just kind of like, that where that's what it is where it just exactly the hardship of reality. And, and, and that no and and i agree with you and and the thing is too i mean i again i talk about it in the book everyone has stuff life is not perfect life is not a bed of roses and and hard stuff tough stuff happens to all of us but it's how you handle it that matters and for example um you know i don't know why i was thrown all these curveballs in my life uh, but the only way I can rationalize it is that I was meant to help my friends and help myself and learn some skills so that I could help others. That's how I rationalized it. Toxic positivity, I think for me, is being unrealistic that your life will be a bed of roses, that everything will be super cool all the time and stay the same all the time. You know, I think accepting fear is a big barrier to change. We all, we all are fearful, you know, put up your hand. If, if you are, you know, have ever heard anybody say, I hate change. That's because most people do. Right. And where I think where the toxic positivity comes in is that people are not, um, when something does happen and somebody says, listen, you know, one of the ways you can 
make things better or help yourself through that is to try and have a, a more positive mindset. They say, oh, well, you know, that's, that's, that's a bunch, you know, that's a bunch of crap. Easy right? for you because to say. <laughs> easy for you to say, yeah. right? I'm here to tell you it's not easy. It takes work. It takes work. So for me, um, positivity means really consciously saying, I'm choosing happiness. I'm choosing to look at change, embrace change, not fear it. I'm choosing to uh, look at this situation more positively and uh, help myself use some tips and tricks that I know, whether it be um, outside and thinking, uh, looking at the big picture, uh, looking at things, uh, using affirmations, you know, Louise Hay was really the grandmother of this, the, you know, uh, of affirmations and our thoughts are very powerful things. And, you know, if we tell ourselves our life is bad, I believe we are what we believe. And I've seen that happen. Um, I've seen miracles happen in my life. I've seen a lot of shitty things happen in my life, but I've seen my life do a total 360, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm not to toxic. Positivity is really unrealistic. Mm -hmm. Um, looking at change unrealistically and looking at, um, sometimes we need to have those bad days so we can really appreciate the good ones. And I think COVID-19 is really a wake up call for the whole world uh, to say, look at what's important to you. You know, what's mm -hmm. important to you? Um, it, it, slow down, really look at your life, you know, relationships, people are reevaluating their relationships, people are reevaluating their jobs. Um, for example, people, a lot of people have lost or will lose a job or change the way they're working. The some people will look at it as a loss and and not be able to move forward and, and be very angry about it. And it's okay to be angry about it. It's okay to say a pandemic came and mucked up my life and I'm not happy about this. That's that's the that's the difference between acceptance and toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. Acceptance is saying, okay, I accept this has happened. I'm not happy about it. But when I was when I went through all this stuff, I said, look at I'm not doing hard and sad anymore. <laughs> I'm not doing this. I want a super awesome life. So what am I, you know, envisioning what you want. Um, the person that, that looks at it like, like that and can't get into acceptance will have a very different experience than the person that can get it into acceptance and say, okay, I'm not really crazy about this. I'm really worried about my finances. I don't know how I'm going to make my next mortgage payment, but you know what? This is an opportunity for me to change and maybe do something that I've always wanted to do. Right? I think Maybe a difference that. too in going off of everything that you're saying is allowing yourself to feel negative feelings. It's yes. like I think a difference in like I, I always think of toxic positivity as kind of glossing over the bad things and just being like, oh, no, no, everything's going to be great. Everything it's going to be great. It's yeah. awesome. Everything is great. Life is great. It's just all great. And in doing so, you're not actually acknowledging the inevitable bad things that are there. You're just yeah. ignoring it. And, in, yes. and then you're just like gathering it all under your rug. And one day you're going to trip over the rug and probably have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> yes. So it's like, yes. it's, it's the difference is you're still very much acknowledging and, and to what you said, accepting mm -hmm. the, the very real, not happy, not positive feelings that you mm -hmm. feel. And then you're mm -hmm. processing it in a healthy way to be able to move yes. forward from it in a productive way that allows you to live the rest of your life, not being a bitter sad, resentful person. 
Yes, exactly. And that's what I, I mean, that's what I did for years, you know, before uh, my life in, got interrupted. I mean, when I got when I had my accident, and I had my speech and hearing interrupted, I talked for a living. You know, I, I spoke for a living, I, you know, I interviewed senior executives, presidents of companies, I got paid 1000s of dollars a day. Uh, and I couldn't do that anymore, because people wouldn't pay me thousands of dollars a day to say, sorry, what was your name again? Could you wear a name tag? <laughs> <You know? laughs> the presidents don't like to do that, right? Or gosh, you know what? I didn't quite hear that. Um, could you repeat yourself? You know, I had to change. When when things happen and, and like, like say, for example, your partner comes home and says, you know what? I don't think I want to be in this relationship anymore. That's a tough one. That's, that's a tough thing. Um, to ex I'm just giving, you know, real life examples here, but we, when, when bad stuff happens, we often look for others or the situation to change, but the only thing we can control is ourselves, right? And how we handle it and how we look at it. And I think, you know, ignore, I think you make an excellent point, ignoring it and glossing over what's happened is not the solution. I'm taught, and that's what I talk about in Butter Side Up, is looking at it very constructively, very objectively, because business people look at, do this all the time. You know, they say, look, if we don't, if we're not flexible of mind and, and keep on changing and responding to our customers' needs, we're going to be out of business. And that's what your life is going to be like. You know, if, if you're not willing to change yourself, then yes, that, that toxic, positivity, that resentment, that, that feeling like a victim rather than someone who can move forward and go beyond putting a label, I'm divorced or I'm unemployed or I, you know, I'm an addict or whatever, you know, we've seen, con you know, COVID is, is really a big test for all of us now. And we're all in this together and, and practicing kindness and being good to yourself first so you can be good to other people i always say it's like it's like going into the airplane and put the the flight attendant tells you to put on your oxygen mask you know be kind to yourself if something's happening in your life and be kind to yourself and say you know what this is tough this is tough i accept that this has happened i don't like it but you know what OM, using some OMG, you, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded people, getting a support system in place, you know, starting to sometimes experiencing what you don't want helps you move forward and get what you do want out of life. Mm -hmm. So for anyone listening, looking at something like the pandemic that we're obviously still mm -hmm. in, um, I think it's probably safe to say that maybe we're all past the point of acceptance now just because oh, yes. it's almost been a year. So everyone's yeah. like, all right, this is reality. Yep. But for anyone listening who might still be struggling with the unknowns ahead, mm -hmm. uh, maybe still feeling frustrated at a lack of answers or seeming like a lack of progress or someone who's very much still hurting from a job loss or the loss of a loved one where they're like, mm -hmm. all right, I've accepted this. I understand OMG. But like, what can I do tomorrow to feel better? Like, what advice would you give for someone who wants to start adopting that more positive mindset, wants to start going in a positive direction, but maybe doesn't want to feel disingenuous in the process? Mm -hmm. How do you kind of begin to work through that and move forward? Right. I think the first step is every ending is a new beginning. Every ending is a new beginning. Your past is just a chapter, not the whole book. 
you don't have to, you know, we often, we're often as look at our life as a sum of our total experiences to date. We put a label on ourselves and get it, get rid of the label. You know, the past is the past, you know, let it go. Uh, and, and just say, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to let the past go. And I'm going to look at this as a fresh new start. It's like one big AA meeting. Okay. One day at a time, one day at a time, trying to stay present and getting some support to do that. There's lots of resources out there. I mean, there's obviously resources on my website, my super awesome life. I mean, everybody deserves a super awesome life. You have to believe that you deserve a super awesome life though. You have to really truly believe and have faith that things can be different and that you can take control of your life and control the things you can control and make those things happen. Take advantage of those programs out there. Take, you know, uh, if you don't have a support system in place, if you, if you sometimes letting go of the past also means letting go of situations or people uh, in your life that are not good for you. And that's, have you ever seen those Tyler Perry videos, Medina videos? Mm -hmm. She's got a great video. Let it go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Easier said than done. But, you know, you might have to say that to yourself over and over and over again you know, or, or the Louise Hay mantra, all is well, you know what, everything's going to work out, everything happens for a reason, all is well, everything's happening for, for a greater good here, I'm safe, I'm going to get through this, and looking at, look, big picture thinking, and what you, deciding, you know, what happened, and what you don't want, so you can move forward, and I talk about that in the book, taking a scan of your life, and saying, forward from here, where do I want to be? You have to visualize that new storyline, right? Create the new storyline for yourself. Where do, what's the chapter that you want to write? What's the new storyline that you want to write a year from now? Living your life intentionally. Because once you, once you do that, um, you really decide that you create happiness. You don't find it. So true. Absolutely. Well, Jane, this has been an absolute pleasure. Now I'm going to ask you a question that I ask everybody who comes on to Thrive. And that okay. is... Okay, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> what does Thrive mean to you? And how do you strive to thrive in your everyday life? Oh, wow. That I love that question. First of all, I love you. I love your show. I love what you're doing. <laughs> well, and thank I think, you. I think, you know, keeping connected uh, and and being in spaces where with people that lift you up and don't bring you down is so, so important. And I see you as a very important part of, of the equation here. So thank you, Erica, for, for what you do every day, because you're inspiring me as I'm talking to you. It's, it's an absolute, I'm very grateful that I've been here and talking with you today and able to share some ideas and tips and tricks with people. Thriving for me really means um, living uh, the best life that you can live, having those experiences that when you look back, you can say, wow, I, you know what? I don't know what happened or why that happened, but boy, you know what? I landed butter side up, you know? <laughs> I landed butter side up and look at all the joyful experiences that I have. It's living an intentional life, living a, li a joyful life, it's living a life that, um, and sharing that life with, with others, uh, you know, in yeah. the same space as me. That's awesome. So tell us all where people can connect with you online if they want to 
find out more about you, find out more about your community or pick up a copy of Butter Side Up. Oh, awesome. Okay. So I've got um, my super awesome life.com, just my super awesome life.com, where um, we have a monthly newsletter. We have some tips and tricks to help inspire you to create your new storyline, help you create your new storyline, support you to do that and move forward uh, and successfully navigate uh, unplanned change so you can land butter side up. We've also got, of course, the book. Uh, you can go on to Jane Enright Author. Dot com to find out it's at Barnes and Noble, um, Amazon.com, um, really, you know, wherever books are sold. I, I'm on social media, Jane Enright 20 on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, just um, those that that's how you can reach out to me. And I'm so very grateful to you that that you reached out to me and allowed me the opportunity uh, to be here today. Wait, before you go, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. Drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to. And come join the party on Instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.